0: Welcome to the Church Basement Podcast. Today's topic is New Year's resolutions. Grab a cup of coffee or tea, strap on your running shoes, or pick up your knitting needles or crochet hooks and join us. Let us introduce ourselves. I'm Pastor Amanda Zentalo, and I serve as the pastor at Central Lutheran Church in Northeast Portland, Oregon.
1: And I'm Don Miller, a member here at Central and the producer of the podcast. Okay, so this week's topic is obviously not really churchy at all. Correct. But it is a new year coming, Mm -hmm. so we thought we'd dive into it anyway and see what we could do. There we go. So how would you try to make this a churchy topic? Is this something that ever comes up for you this
0: time of year, meeting-wise? sermon-wise. It doesn't necessarily come up, but I think that New Year's resolutions oftentimes also begin to get the same flavor as Lenten fasting disciplines. Oh, yes. They kind of tie into each other. And in some ways, it's like your Lent fast is your second shot at your New Year's <laughs> resolutions. I'm sure. That's how it kind of feels because like your New Year's resolution might be, I'm going to lose a lot of weight. And then by like February, March, nothing's happening. Or just straight up going to the gym. Or going to the gym. And then all of a sudden you're like, well, I'm going to give up sugar for Lent. Mm -hmm. And it like reboosts your commitment to that New Year's plan a Mm -hmm. little bit. And it also begets the same levels of guilt and shame, I think.
1: Yes, very much so.
0: Yeah. So that's when I think of New Year's resolutions, I'm looking at it less as where does this fit into church life? And I'm looking at it as... Oh, people are going to be diving deeply into their guilt and shame techniques on this. And so where do I offer words of accountability, but yet grace?
1: Uh Uh-huh. Okay, that said, do you tend to get people coming to you with things either? Probably not so much the I'm going to lose weight, but if they've done something more civic-minded or esoteric in the I'm going to be nicer to people realm...
0: I think that because our culture doesn't prioritize the civic minded kind of stuff, fair? That doesn't come up as much, right? Like it really is beneficial to domestic product for us to think of things like join a gym, lose weight so buy new nutritional supplements. Uh-huh. You know, all the things that can make us spend more money. You're not going to spend more money if you are choosing to be kinder to other people or you're choosing to dedicate one extra hour a week to a volunteer project. Sure. Right. So those kinds of things don't come up as much. People don't think of them as often as New Year's resolutions. If we think about New Year's resolutions as goals for the next year, sure. instead of all this baggage and weight on New Year's resolution, mm-hmm. if we ponder what do we want to accomplish in this next year, or what are the big events coming in 2019 for us personally? And where do we want to be certain to extend our energies and preserve our energies? I think we could let that goal be something that could be very helpful Mm -hmm. and could even be attached with our spiritual lives, right? So if I know that maybe I have an anniversary date coming up of something substantial in the middle of the year... Then I want to be certain to create space and time and vacations and things like that around that anniversary date so I can leave room for whatever emotions I'm experiencing, for the Holy Spirit to come in and do something good or comforting in that time, right? So I think that if we ponder this as instead of an opportunity to just shame ourselves for not being good enough and needing to step it up and buck it up and be better Mm -hmm. and say, how can I meaningfully reflect upon what is going to be happening in this next year and how can I make space for goodness and for God to be a part of that? Mhm. Then there's opportunity for this to be something more than just a reason to spend and an opportunity for shame. Well, let me step back and ask you this. Of course, all that sounds really cynical for me. I understand that. Do you actually make them yourself? Great question. No. No. I don't do New Year's resolutions. The one year that I took time to really peruse over the coming year, like I was just describing, Sure, I found that incredibly helpful. And not to do like, here are my goals, but here are the high points of each of the coming months. And here's where I need to make space and time. If anything, I think my goal for that year was to actually take my vacation time because I'm really (laughs) bad at it. I know most pastors were really bad at actually using our vacation time. That is crazy. And so my goal was to actually use my vacation time. This year, I didn't use all my Sundays off,
1: Mm. right? Like it's
0: really easy to just not make it happen. Oh, yeah. And so if anything, that was my goal was to be disciplined about taking that time off. And to do that, I sat down and I looked over the entire coming year and I found the places and spaces for it. And it was a much more successful feeling year for that though. Oh, sure.
1: Do you have any idea where New Year's resolutions come from? No. Do you? No, I don't. But it seems to me that potentially it was somebody who had decided to just slow down, take stock, see where the year is going, and then... As things do, becomes more task-oriented. Well, that worked so well last year. Let's try actually making a list. Yeah. But no, I don't make New Year's resolutions myself. They seem always set up to fail. And I don't Mm. need any more of that in my life. Mm -hmm.
0: The one time that I started an exercise program with someone who was successful Mm -hmm. at physical fitness, he just kept telling me over and over again, like, you have to do something that is enjoyable and attainable. And maintainable. Oh, sure. This all makes sense. Right? And if you don't do that, you're not going to succeed. If it's not enjoyable, you're not going to keep doing it. If it's not attainable and you're failing all the time, you're just going to get into the shame spiral and you're not going to do it. And if it's not something that's reasonable enough to maintain it, Mm -hmm. then it's not going to be a lifelong pursuit. It's going to be just another part of that yo-yo experience. Mm Mm-hmm. And so I think that the same goes for the kind of stuff that we make New Year's resolutions about. If they're not attainable, if they're not maintainable, if they're not enjoyable, we're just setting ourselves up for a whole bunch of shame down the road.
1: Well, and I think the idea behind them of being a year-long resolution is partly where you're setting yourself up for failure. Like Lent, we had done a podcast on giving things up, and you had mentioned that there is a six-week process, that Mm -hmm. if you can keep something up for six weeks... Then you're really on your way to having a habit develop, right? For good or for ill. Hopefully, in this case, for good, right? And if you're looking at it as a year-long process, that's daunting, very much so. But if you can keep it to your head, uh, six weeks. I can do this for six weeks.
0: But nobody calls them six-week resolutions. No, right? No. <laughs> that's not how it works. No. And there are going to be some people out there who are like, no, I love my New Year's resolutions. They do really great things for me. And that's awesome. Mm -hmm. That's fantastic. And there are plenty of folks who really appreciate that kick in the midst of winter to really focus on something that is benefiting to self or community. And that's really awesome. I think it's just important that whenever we set these kinds of goals, whether it's a six-week Lenten-style goal or whether it's a New Year's goal or whatever it is, that we focus on ways in which not to hold back on accountability, Mm -hmm. not to say that we shouldn't be challenging ourselves to something really difficult. When we make those kinds of goals, things that are also oftentimes already keyed into places of shame for ourselves Mm -hmm. or places of guilt for ourselves, I think that's where the challenge comes. And so... If you do choose to do New Year's resolution, one of the things I would suggest is try to find it be something that is challenging, Mm -hmm. but in a way that makes you feel like you're becoming a better version of yourself.
1: Oh, sure. Rather
0: than if I fail, I'm I'm a worse version of myself. Oh, that makes perfect sense. Right. So if I want to make a New Year's resolution that I'm going to learn how to play the piano, I know I'm setting myself up for failure and Mm -hmm. to make it so that all I do is spend more time angry at myself that I don't have a consistent practice ethic.
1: Oh yeah. I mean, I set a goal for myself to
0: learn how to crochet this year. Hey, guess what I haven't done yet. Right. And when you think of it too late, no, there's still time. I would be happy to show you, but in that kind of a thing, you don't want to have it be something that is going to bring up your worst traits that you think of yourself. Sure. But maybe it's, I want to learn how to crochet. And I know that Eventually, I'm actually good at learning something new. Yep. I just haven't gotten there yet. Haven't gotten there yet. I think that's the part that comes with New Year's resolutions
1: that we are even worse at than keeping them, is giving ourselves space from
0: when they don't happen immediately. Because, or you break them immediately. Oh, totally. Because grace is a really hard thing. Oh, absolutely. Especially for yourself. And that's, I think, where part of the ability to bring our faith into these resolutions comes. Okay is one thing that a resolution can give you a lot of opportunity to do is practice grace
1: Mm, mm -hmm. and practice
0: forgiving yourself for not being perfect. And I know how hard that is. Uh, Trust me. I know how hard it is to look and say, wow, I really buggered that up or I'm not measuring up or I'm not good enough or all these intentions that I had to be a better person and to give more and to do those kinds of things. I'm not doing it. And all those things, I'm not measuring up and I'm not doing it. And I am still worthy and I am still loved mm-hmm. and I am still good enough. Like how to bring that back around. Mm-hmm. I mean, that would be a resolution in and of itself is to practice self-forgiveness mm-hmm. while maintaining accountability. So you're not just, oh, well, I totally forgot to try. ah, Right. But like, I really wanted to do this because this is who I want to be as a human being. I forgive myself for screwing it up yet again, but I'm not going to sit here and dwell in shame. I'm going to accept that I didn't get it right this time. I'm going to contact my closest people and reflect with them on how I can do it better. And then I'm going to go out there and I'm going to try it again. It reminds me a lot of Brene Brown's work, Mm -hmm. of course, on shame and vulnerability and rumbling with things and finding our way through. So. Maybe that could be something I commend to people for a New Year's resolution. Go look at Brene Brown's work. Sure. Try to implement one piece of it in 2019. See how it changes your life. And perhaps your first resolution should
1: be to give yourself some space
0: and time for things.
1: Absolutely. Okay, then my last question, and I think you kind of answered this, but have you ever made
0: one that you stuck to? Actually, I have. Okay. If it's kind of an intention setting, and it wasn't even the one where I like scoped out the year. Yeah. It was last year or 2018. Because I started spinning, oh, fiber spinning, yes, you in did. 2017. And so my goal for 2018 was to participate in all of the challenges for the Jenkins Spindle Group, which is the maker uh-huh. of my spindles, throughout 2018. And I have participated in every one, and I have completed them all, all year wow. long.
1: Wow. Okay, so now yeah. I have to ask, how does it feel to actually keep a New Year's resolution? Is it as magical and unicorn-like as you think? No. I no? I mean, it
0: <laughs> just is what it is, right? Like, I, I made a commitment to myself to to try and do it, and I found so much joy along the way Sure, in each little challenge and each piece of it. And I think that was a big part of it, right? Well, was you're that,
1: back to the exercise goal from your friend, right? Like, right. something
0: that is possible that you enjoy that's yeah. And they weren't all so highly intense that they weren't. Doable, Sure. Right. They were challenging enough that it was certainly skill building. Mm -hmm. And I was certainly learning along the way. But they weren't so hard or so high of a bar to hit that it just wasn't possible. And I was going to be failure. Right. So it was just this perfect balance. Nice. Yeah. I've learned so much. Mm -hmm. About spinning and making yarn and all of that in the last year. And it's been delightful and lovely. Well, given your success, will you make another one for this coming year? I'm already planning to try and meet all the 2019 challenges with that Jenkins group. Nice. And I would love to actually plan out the 2019. To sit back and reflect. Spend some time between Christmas and New Year's. And look at the year ahead. You know, what's happening in the church life and all that kind of stuff. To more effectively... Know what the flow of 2019 might be. Sure. I think it'll feel less like I'm trying to catch up and more like I'm aware of what's happening around me.
1: Well, if you're going to get at the meat of what I think a New Year's resolution is actually good for, I think that kind of reflection and taking some time and being intentional is really kind of at the core. I think so, maybe. How about you? Are you going to do one? Oh, no. If anything, I continue my crochet and I will make it happen this year. Excellent. Well, thank you, Pastor Amanda, for taking the time to help us talk a little more about
0: New Year's resolutions. I look forward to sitting down with you another week on another topic. As do I. And Happy New Year, everyone. May your 2019 be blessed and hopeful and strong. We would love to hear from you. If you've decided to make a New Year's resolution and you would like us to uh, be praying for you through that, you can feel free to contact us, leave a message on Facebook, email us at podcast at centralportland.org, and we would always love to hear from you in a review on iTunes. Until we are back in your ears again, remember, God loves you no matter what.